0: um hey diana hey hannah are we on a podcast right now i don't know are we are we doing a podcast podcast? i think think maybe we are why is there a mic in front of my face i I don't know but i wanted to talk to you about that a mic in front of my face yeah it's kind of weird it's like just floating there and it looks weird
1: it's blocking your face a little bit making our conversation like a little bit uh public Public. thank you that's the word i was looking for i was just blanking (laughs) fully and i was like what is the word i want to find for this sensation going on in my brain (laughs) what is the word what is the word that i look for what is the word that i seek that was it
0: public
1: Public. are you a good witch or a bad bitch
0: i've been a rebel all my life we will not remain hidden figures
1: we have
0: names. Oh, if it's naughty to ruse your list.
1: shake your shoulders, shake your hips, and let a lady confess I want to be there.
0: I didn't kid you, did I?
1: Well, now you know. Welcome to Good Witches, Public. Bad Bitches. Good Witches, Bad Bitches. <laughs> That's the name of our podcast, mm-hmm. and we're your hosts that are going to talk about these Good Witches and Bad Bitches. Who are we? People. Oh, well, I'm Hannah. I think I'm Deanna. I'm pretty sure you're Deanna. Sweet. You've made that pretty clear in on my, other episodes. My weird noises? Mm hmm. Oh, my
0: face itches. Why? Just itch it. Just give in. Give itching in.
1: Itching is not. It, the itching is a passive verb. Oh, yeah. Verb. Scratch it. Shit. That's God so, damn it. such a Coloradan thing Ugh. to do. You scratch <sighs> and itch. Itch is a noun, but things can be itching, but in a passive way.
0: I know these things objectively, Deanna.
1: Well, good, as long as you know them objectively. This is a podcast that we (laughs) deliver to you weekly where we talk about ladies or other feminine inclined folks that have existed throughout history, could have existed today. Sometimes they do cool shit. sometimes, Sometimes they do weird shit. Sometimes they do mean shit. Sometimes they just are. And we want to tell you about them. And so welcome back to another round of this situation. You're welcome.
0: That was very succinct. <laughs> I mean, that was of. beautiful.
1: That's maybe my favorite one. I just wanted to You've get done it out, out of Because I was like, I knew we, we have to say every week what our podcast is about. And that is what it is. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. We talk about ladies and we have a very feminist bent. Yeah, if you don't like that, sorry, but not sorry. What are you doing here? But yeah, why are you I think you here? probably would have gotten the sense just by the name of our podcast, which Facebook won't let us advertise because <laughs> even though we've taken the profanity out of uh, the name, the link to our website, which we're not going to not include the name of the podcast on the website, but because the word bitch is in the website, it like body text, it's like this profanity. We can't. I'm like, even what? We can't. Pro- Great. Thank you. Fuck you. Except they keep sending us like emails, being like, you know that your posts could reach more people if you promote them and boost them. And it's like, yeah, well, we've tried to do that four times, and you've just said no. So fuck off, Facebook. K-
0: yeah, bye. we've changed our shit a few times to try and accommodate them.
1: Like, change the name around. And or- of course, it's impossible to get a hold of any like customer service no. or anything with Facebook. Yeah. They don't exist. Because I want to call and be like, hey, what do you suggest? There's a a profanity on the website, so it's going to have to exist. We love the name of our podcast. We're not going to change the name of our podcast, but you won't let us, like, advertise it.
0: Yeah. And the name of our podcast, I think, also, like, lets people know, it should let people know, that you're not listening to a necessarily, like,
1: clean language podcast, Necessarily. Necessarily. It is Necessarily Dirty Language Podcast. Yeah.
0: And the title tells you that because we use profanity in the name. Suck a titty. Suck a titty (laughs) if you're
1: pissed. (laughs) 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 And good night. And on that note.
0: (laughs) Hey, can I tell you about something Um, before I jet dive into my lady? One sec. (laughs) okay go
1: (laughs) yeah I I think I'm ready I just need to mentally like prepare myself
0: that's cool yeah you really you do in fact listeners Uh mentally prepare yourselves uh oh um yeah so I found this on it's a it's a tumblr thing yeah tumblr yeah of course which it's perfect I ran across it on Pinterest so I honestly have no idea where you would find it again um, but I can if I figure out where i 'll put it in the show notes, today, I learned of Rosemary Kennedy wrote and I knew a little bit about her, but nothing, none of this stuff, so it's buckle up, yeah, it makes me mad it's pretty bad, yeah. Um, Rosemary grew into a rebellious teen, so she was given a lobotomy and turned into a vegetable. During the surgery, she was asked to sing God Bless America, which the doctors used to to determine how deep they should cut. (gasps) When she began to become incoherent, they stopped. Another comment says, you ever heard some shit so evil it kind of pumps the brakes on the rest of your day? And then we get into the poster Marauders Forever. Speaking of Harry Potter, we were talking about Harry Potter earlier. Are you fucking ready for this knowledge? <laughs> to Nope. No. To my exasperated followers, give me a break. I haven't given a good historical rant about her in a few months. Also, who the hell uses the word vegetable anymore? Yeah, I'm taking over this post. Here we go. <laughs> Rosemary Kennedy was JFK's sister. Joseph Kennedy manipulated his children for years, always wanting them to be the picturesque family to help gain political traction. Oh, they're so pretty. Oh, they're so well-behaved. Oh, they're the definition of family ideals, that kind of thing. For the most part, the rest of the Kennedy children obliged. Rosemary, well, Rosemary left her boarding school to go on dates.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, that was it. Whoa.
0: That was it. Look out. Rosemary left the boarding school and went on dates. That was her, quote, rebellious nature. She was a tad clumsy. She might have actually had borderline uh, Asperger's due to her inability to pick up on social cues. And she left her boarding school to go on dates. That last one pissed off Joseph so that by the time Rosemary was 23, um, the above post makes it seem like she was a teenager. But no, she was 23. I'm not saying this to diminish anything. I'm just saying that she was a fully grown adult and still under her father's manipulations. He took her to Walter Jackson Freeman without consulting his wife. If you haven't been privy to any of my rants, which obviously we haven't, uh, Walter Jackson Freeman was a man who used ice picks and knives to cut into people's heads, chopping off pe- pieces of their brain.
1: Through their eyes.
0: Through, yeah, a process known as the frontal lobotomy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it hurts my soul it it make it like sends chills up and down my spine to think about like people being fully conscious, having some an ice pick like pushed through your eye socket with your like just like moving your eye like just around your eyeball mm-hmm. yeah into your brain yeah fully conscious fully aware fully awake what the fuck yeah uh, <laughs>
0: yeah this this says I'm pretty sure he used a kitchen knife on Rosemary because you know that's so much better. Anyway, she, not only was she forced into the operation, not only was she forced to sing God Bless America, but she was forced to say the Lord's Prayer until she couldn't because they paralyzed her. Joseph was so disgusted by her new state you Oh, know, because wow, she was because paralyzed. Oh, he's
1: allowed to, yeah, suddenly he's, oh, he has an opinion on it now?
0: It's so gross that they made her like this. Um, it's your th- fault, asshole. Yeah. They sent her off to a far-off asylum where she remained for decades. When JFK ran for presidency and was asked about the whereabouts of his sister, he said that she was away teaching and or studying. So the public didn't know? Mm Mm-mm. Nobody visited Rosemary for decades. Decades. Great. Nobody in her family who forced her into this shit visited her
1: for decades. I mean, at least theoretically, she was less aware of what was going on to her you know like if nobody was visiting her at least she wasn't of sound mind so that i mean i don't know i can't speak to Well yeah
0: cuz the next part is her mother finally visited her after a few decades and she lunged at her mother in anger and had to be sedated. Ooh. So she clearly Never mind. like Take had it back. she clearly f- had something. like had something. Um her mother's response <laughs> she says are you ready for this? I mean seriously, are you ready? Uh da 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 da, da. Um when Rosemary when Rose Kennedy saw her daughter for the first time in decades, when Rose saw her, her first concern was that she was fat.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. She let herself go. She doesn't have a functioning brain anymore. Who cares? Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, I wanted to read that mainly because I think that's a story I only knew partially and it was always just sort of a, we don't talk about JFK's sister because she's, you know, she was, she was in an institution and so we
1: just don't talk about her.
0: I never knew that she was forced into a lobotomy because she dated people. Yeah.
1: Have you watched the episode of Lore slash listen to the podcast episode of Lore that's about lobotomies? Mm Mm-mm. It, oh, my God. they tell talk me. they talk it, no, they just talk about like why why lobotomies came about, how they got to be super um mainstream. and it, it was the point it's what's funny is that in many like a lot of men had lobotomies too. but in that era, it was a lot about like unsatisfied, depressed housewives. Who were they were either depressed or bipolar or something in between like a lot of like one of the first patients in America to get a lobotomy i th- I'm just going off the cuff here. She was a woman who was like relatively suicidal and pretty depressed and she didn't want to be and she consented to the the Procedure. operation but like none of it was good like she was she was coerced into it, but coerced is that how you say it That's how I
0: say it but that's <laughs> not Covered. Yeah,
1: I'm fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's worth a watch. It's like really wild and and Calm Fiore is that his name? Calm I Fiore don't know. plays the the doctor, and it might be that same one. I don't know. Oof. He's like the guy who who like I think there was created yeah. like made it mainstream. This in America. guy was he like, like went the on guy. a whole um, like campaign across America trying to showcase how great lobotomies were. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that, like we,
0: to this day, know very little about the brain,
1: and well, we it, know a lot more now. Well, but... we
0: know more, but we don't know as much as we either want to or need to in order to deal with. Sorry, I talked through that truck going by.
1: We don't know as much as we want to.
0: We don't know as much as we want to or need to in order to deal with certain
1: you know things. certain things especially the things that people got lobotomies for well the point is at least now na- like uh, medicating for mental illness is a very like delicate science but at least now we're trying to finesse it with more subtle non permanently damaging ways yeah. of kind of altering the brain or tricking the brain into thinking it has enough serotonin or right. you know instead of just going like well um if we make it so that you don't know anything that's going on at least you're not sad anymore yeah if we drill a hole in your head i mean that might work yeah. that might do
0: it yeah it does surprise me that they f- that they were fine with drilling into the skull and drilling into the brain Without knowing that much about the brain, because like my assumption would be that's gonna kill you.
1: Well, the thing but is, I don't know. But it doesn't kill you. I know. But and like, so, but the thing is that like they they had to find that out somehow, and I guess well, I'm sure people got brain injuries. Like, I mean, there were mm. people who had like rods oh, go yeah. through their heads, and then the they point. still were functioning.
0: That guy with the na- who got the nail like way. It up... was the
1: guy with the, like the railroad. The railroad accident. Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm.
0: that's right. I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. at all. But you're right.
1: I mean, all throughout. Like the 1800s specifically, there was a lot of weird sci- scientific <laughs> research done on cadavers and animals and horrifying things and like and we should totally watch that episode of uh, lore because mm-hmm. it's very it's it's very informative about like kind of the rise of that doctor, how he trained people, and then his kind of downfall. And, yeah and
0: I would yeah, if it's the same guy, I'm sure it was. I want to know. Yeah, it sounds like. I mean, this guy. Because he was like the too. preeminent.
1: The guy. Lobotomy dude who had kind of perf- perfected, you know, taking a pickaxe into someone's eye. Fucking. It's insane. Dudes like, just like this long ass thing going inside. Like, I can't let. It's like. Oh, no, I know. It's, yeah. so, it's such a um, visceral mm-hmm. thing for me to think about. Yeah, it's... Where I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Don't fuck my eyes. Thank you
0: very much. I can't even put contact lenses in my eyes. Oh, it's really bad for you then. It's oh. real bad. Can I tell you about... Um, Let's move on. Can I tell you about a lady? Tell me
1: about your lady this week. I want to know. So does the world. All right, girl. Lay it down for me, Hannah banana. Well, I brought up
0: medical things. Yeah, you try and have a theme for a specific reason. I know. I don't know. It just feels kind of just like I like. I'm a writer, so I like (laughs) things to tie together. (laughs) That must be it. I didn't think about that, but that's probably
1: it. Where I'm just like, ooh, this is cool. It has nothing to do with my shit, but okay. (laughs) Well, okay.
0: To this, okay, I will admit this week it doesn't necessarily tie in just the same way. but like the last time it tied in so well. You're right, it did. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going way back this time. Way, way back? Way back. Way, way, way back. Sometime. Way
1: back. Make... Sorry. It's okay. I can
0: you play me in. Play me in.
1: Do, 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 All the way back with Hannah and her lady. Let's go. Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about someone who may or may not have actually existed. Oh, like a legendary mm-hmm. lady. Yes. And I, I may or may not be butchering her name, but I think it's pronounced Agnodice. Or, no, no, no. Agnodice. Is it Greek? Yes. She is Greek. Was Greek. Agnodice. I'm going to pronounce that Wrong multiple times. Agnodicy, Ag- Agnodice? Agnodice? Agnodice. But I think it's Agnodice. I had to look at like six different websites to find an actual pronunciation of it.
1: All right, cool, 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 cool. Agnodice. I wouldn't know any better how to pronounce this name. Is it A G N O D I C E? Correct. And sometimes in some texts, she is known as Agnodice.
0: <laughs> but that's, I'm not using That sounds using like that. an
1: agnostic lesbian. <laughs> I'm not using it
0: because it makes me giggle a little too much. Her good friend, (laughs) Agnadeichie. Shit. Oh. Women loving women. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, in fact, there's a little bit of... Well, no, there's not any of that. Maybe there's some of that. I don't know. Okay, I'm jumping in. Sometime, sometime in the 4th century BCE, an Athenian woman by the name of Agnadeichie was brought before a jury full of incredibly angry men... And she responded by calmly taking off her clothes.
1: I took that. This is re- I, That rings a bell with me.
0: It might, yeah. I took that from classicalwisdom dot com, and I also <laughs> um, I also got some info from doctorsreview dot com, and there were a few other things, Wikipedia, blah blah blah. But um, oh, <laughs> you were pointing at me. Oh, excuse me. I had to take a take a drink. According to legend. Agnodice was born into a wealthy Athenian family around the 4th century BCE, but that is in dispute and partially why we're not sure whether she was an actual person. Okay. Um, As she grew up, she was appalled by the high mortality rate of infants and mothers during childbirth, which was a traumatizing factor of life um, of the time that inspired her to study medicine or at least wish that she could study it. Right. Um but she was unfortunately born in a, into a time during which women were not actually allowed to study or practice any form of medicine, especially gynecology. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, it what? was It was considered a crime punishable by death.
1: Oh, you have a vagina? You can't No, you don't have a valid opinion about how they work.
0: Yeah. Well, the fucked up thing is um uh, not long before she was born, women were actually, they had, <laughs> I think it was classical wisdom that says women had something of a not- monopoly on female medical treatment. In fact, Socrates' own mother, who, and he was Hi- Hippocrates, Hi- Hippo- Hippocrates, right? That's how you say that? The Hippocratic Oath comes from?
1: Hippocrates, yeah. Hippocrates.
0: you so- a Greek one, not me. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Greek words. Okay. Porto Socrates was Hi- Hippocrates' contemporary it's and grapefruit. his own mother. <laughs>
1: little grapefruit. What? Porto Galakimu, my little grapefruit. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? You're too far away from me, so I can't, so I like only Porto hear you saying weird little things into the microphone. Porto
1: Calacimo. <laughs> it is what my beautifully Greek friend. Porto Galakimu.
0: You can't even pronounce it. No, I was making fun of you pronouncing it. Porto Calacimu. Before Agnodice was born, women had had something of a monopoly on female medical treatment. Socrates, who was uh, Hippocrates' contemporary, his own mother was a celebrated midwife.
1: Oh, Yes. See, the first time you said that you said a non-monopoly, so I was confused, <laughs> well, and I was like, "What's a non-monopoly?" I think
0: I mostly just stuttered because I've had some wine, and I'm you're trying a mon, to pronounce
1: "monopoly." You were like, "Monopoly, monopoly, 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 monopoly." Okay. All right. So, women <laughs> had a monopoly. She was a
0: midwife. Yeah. I, I kind of like this. He famously <laughs> described his own role as the midwife of men's thought, helping Hippocrates, to... Socrates. Oh. Helping to give birth to the truth. And he said that because his mom was a midwife. So like. Wait, I thought
1: Hippocrates' mom.
0: No, Socrates' mom. Socrates, (laughs) who was Hippocrates' contemporary. Oh,
1: see, that's where the confusion. You didn't need to talk about Hippocrates, I guess.
0: Well, I only say Hippocrates because he comes in later and I wanted to make sure everybody Let thy food
1: be medicine. Yep. Or whatever. He said something about how food is the best medicine.
0: The reason I mentioned it is because the next paragraph starts before the advent of Hippocratic medicine. So Ah. I I wanted to make sure that we knew that Socrates, his mother, was a midwife and was living during the time of Hippocrates. And so all of this stuff was very, like, new for Agnodice. Like, she was born right after all this shit became illegal. She she was born.
1: Like women weren't allowed to be midwives anymore.
0: Women were were no longer allowed to be midwives, even though they had been midwives traditionally, and they had pretty much exclusively been like the only midwives. The only midwives were
1: because women. that that makes sense.
0: Yeah, pa- basically the the idea was if you had given birth, then you understood what childbirth was like, and you could then therefore, you know, help other women in their childbirth. Yeah. It's a really shocking, like, um, concept, I know, but that was the idea. So all of a sudden, it was no longer the idea, and now women were not allowed to be gynecologists, be midwives. They couldn't do any of that shit. They would be put to death if they tried.
1: They were put to death?
0: Put to death. It was punishable by death.
1: Oh, good Lord.
0: And that was the world that Agna Dicey was born into, but it was very new.
1: Uh-uh.
0: So, before the advent of Hippocratic medicine, childbirth was overseen by close female relatives, all of whom had undergone labor themselves, blah, blah, blah. The practice was widely accepted. Um, midwives were began to accumulate in a, an impressive breadth of lore and talent, learning enough to even perform abortions and teach women about contraception. Ooh. Um, and as per usual, as men began to realize the capabilities of midwives... Uh-oh. They began to feel extremely uncomfortable. Shocker.
1: Oh, because women literally held life and their and death in their hands. Yep,
0: and because they were teaching people, they were teaching women about contraception,
1: and because they oh were, yeah, men really don't like it when that happens. No,
0: because they were they were very concerned about the progression of their lineage, and so they wanted to make sure that women were not contracepting themselves, so that they could spread their seed. And so they didn't like that these midwives were performing abortions, and they didn't like that they were providing contraception. Literally nothing has changed.
1: Literally fucking nothing has changed. I mean, a lot has changed. But like, (laughs) still, the the, the same, like Mike Pence is literally an ancient Greek man in his his notions Oh my God, it's so true. It's so
0: true. Yeah, no, it's bullshit, but... It's amazing to me... Whatever.
1: ...how long it took... I mean, I I know we just didn't have the technology, but for humankind... (sighs) Sorry to keep interrupting you, but it's amazing to me how long it took for humans to realize how biological assigned at birth sex happens, Mm -hmm. and that it has nothing, like, it it has to do with the genetic sample provided by sperm. Yeah. (laughs) So women having anything to do with that is just, like, it was too long that... That men oh, believed know. that to be the case.
0: Any excuse, though, to blame women for sabotaging something? Male heirs and blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 Yeah, so they were like, men were pissed that women were supposedly, very possibly, sabotaging the production of male heirs. <laughs> okay, therefore, any woman, after this point where they started to get really freaked out and pissed off, Any woman found practicing either medicine or midwifery was subject to the death penalty. So, as a result, Dicey was born into this world. And even though she desperately wanted to practice medicine and she saw all this death and pain around her from women who were suffering, she couldn't do anything about it. God,
1: giving birth in that time
0: period. Can you imagine? After this, now I... Well, no, I can't, period. But it also is so much worse (laughs) than I thought. Um, Because, so, uh, men attempted instead, of course, to dominate the fields of midwifery. And gynecology. And gynecology. A goal that, by the end of the 5th century BCE, was made more attainable with the help of Hippocrates, known today as, quote, the father of medicine. Father of modern medicine. Father Yes, I, yeah, that's this This just says fodder Let me correct you here. Point.
1: God, I'm being an asshole today. No, 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 today.
0: it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, and his teaching facilities, which only admitted men. And it was at this point that midwifery was punishable by death. So this proved to be, obviously, a terrible blow to women. Not <laughs> shocker, not just the women who suddenly had to give up their livelihoods, but also the women whose labors and deliveries, without the guidance of a midwife, often ended in disaster. Um, if you're wondering why male doctors didn't just take over and prevent these deadly deliveries, well, they tried, but in a society that highly valued female modesty. Oh, my God the transition from female midwives to male doctors was not easy oh my god (laughs) despite the advances of medicine ushered in by hippocrates including the fact that they started writing all of their medical practice down hence why we know any of this yeah um and hence why we know how women felt about male gynecologists and male midwives Um, And despite the willingness of newly trained men to take over the gynecological Mm. profession, women adamantly refused to let male physicians perform examinations or help at all with deliveries. Because
1: because of modesty.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, because they were, they didn't, yeah, they didn't want to show off their bodies to men trying to... I mean, I get it. Get in there. This modesty earned women an extremely poor reputation with their own... Treatment or, uh, oh wait, no, with doctors who began to see women as stubborn creatures with no interest in their own treatment or health. <laughs> Many Hippocratic treatises that survive today describe this problem of, you know, female shyness. Um, though none admit that it could have been avoided if men had not outlawed females from being midwives.
1: Yeah, or if they hadn't had a culture of instilling that women being open about their vaginas in front of men wasn't something that was shameful. Yeah, that would have been
0: helpful. Either still. either one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yum,
1: yum. Yeah. But the easier fix seems to be not outlawing female midwives. Letting
0: women do their shit? Yeah. Fuck off, man. God. Sorry. Sorry, dudes. I'm sorry. That was extreme. I've been drinking. It's fine. Enter dicey. Determined to do something about the deaths and excruciatingly difficult deliveries that so appalled her, but legally provi- prohibited from doing anything at all, she cut off her hair, she put on some dude's clothes, and she went to Alexandria. and She nice. studied medicine under Herophilus. Herophilus. H-E-R-O-P-H-I-L-O-S.
1: That sounds right. We're going to go
0: with it. Herophilus. Under Herophilus, who was a follower, follower of Hippocrates and a co-founder of the famous medical school at Alexandria, Agnodice, who was always in the guise of a man and was never discovered, hallelujah, Hallelujah. Um, learned a fuck ton of medicine. Nice. And so then she traveled back to her native Athens where, legend has it, supposedly, that she heard the agonized screams of a woman in labor... As she walked down the street. Oh, oh my god! This baby is killing me! When she Human left, skulls she- are so big! Why are brains so large? Ripping me in half! No, no,
1: no. That's true. No. This is why I don't want to ever. Yeah, we oh, evolved god. with those big ass skulls. Ugh. To house our big ass brain. Fuck that.
0: When she rushed in to help, still looking like a man, the mistrustful women in the room tried to force Agna Agna Dicey out, and either out of the sincere desire to help the woman or because, I don't know, she was just, like, frustrated and didn't know how else to convey who she was, she threw back her own robes to reveal her breasts. Supposedly. And so her relieved patient (laughs) allowed her to help. Oh
1: you got titties.
0: You got them boobs, I'm so glad. Get in here. Word of Agnodice's secret spread quickly and her practice grew.
1: Hell yeah. Other, so she was like a practicing doctor in Athens. She
0: ended up being a practicing doctor. Yeah, practicing gynecologist she just basically. Just strap down her titties and uh uh-huh. call it a day. Yeah, and she was just like she was a dude and she was also according to the other like dude physicians who were super offended and also threatened by her practice. They thought she was – she must be
1: super handsome. Well, because probably she had, like, a delicate sensibility toward women and their needs. She was and in they were high like, demand is they were what like, it was. what's your deal?
0: Oh, you're nice to women? Weird. I, they just – she was getting hired more than they were. Yeah. Because she – okay. Yeah. That's why. And so they were, like – so they were pretty pissed off and they were jealous. They set out to ruin her practice by making vague accusations about – Quote, him seducing and even raping patients. Okay. Some of uh, her patients were even accused of faking illness in order to be, quote, treated by the
1: rogue doctor. Oh, so... no. It's, <laughs> they clearly thought that the ladies thought that <laughs> he, quote uh-huh. unquote, was hot. Uh huh. And so they wanted to go see the hot doctor uh-huh. who gave them <laughs> orgasms. Yes. Exactly. And they're like, he, 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 he's raping them. And it's like,
0: yeah. No. And also, the women are lying. They're lying about their illnesses and their crazy shit. They're faking illnesses for orgasms. Bah! Damn those crazy women. Uh, why else would all these formerly unwilling women be eager to let a male doctor treat them? be eager to discuss their health
1: problems. Mm-hmm. We just came to the, the medical conclusion that women don't like talking about their health problems. <laughs> but this doctor gets them to talk about it.
0: So they they basically brought all these accusations forward and brought ended up having to bring her in front of a jury to defend herself as a male doctor in this in this land. <laughs> Against all these accusations. Against all these accusations. And um and so left with no choice but to defend her honor and prove the alleged indiscretions impossible, she pulled her skirt over her head and revealed her big secret to the jury, who <laughs>
1: I just imagine she pulled it over her head like <laughs> That's how I see it too. So she can't like, see anything. I'm a ghost here's my badge. <laughs> I'm a ghost woo Look at my vagina! Woo!
0: Woo! Scary. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! This is great. Oh god! So this, of course, (laughs) made things worse for her. Of course, the crime of rape paled in
1: comparison to that of being a woman as a doctor. Clearly, because that was being a woman warranted death. A woman Mm -hmm. practicing medicine. What's the? What was the punishment for rape? I don't. Presumably, not death. Presumably it's not like, oh, You just can't control yourself. I get it. Women are hot.
0: Oh my God. The revelation of her secret pushed the men of the jury from anger to absolutely being livid.
1: Their Their brains exploded. Their they brains needed exploded. to drill holes into their skulls <laughs> to let the exploded <sighs> brain out. Otherwise, there's too much pressure. It just splattered all over the walls.
0: Um... Okay, so furious that a woman had been practicing medicine openly right under their very noses, they immediately sentenced her to death. And they set a date for her execution. Right under our
1: nose! What? Die! You were doing that right in front of us this whole time! We're we so you pissed were just, at you! We just thought you were fucking the
0: ladies. Wouldn't that have been nice if that was, like, all they had to believe?
1: The fact I that can't she, believe the fact that she's a woman is the worst crime.
0: That's the worst part. <laughs> that's the worst part. Because that whole time, Diana, she might have been performing abortions and giving those women contraception and, and determining preventing the male gender. lines of lineage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She might have been really fucking with their shit. That
1: whole time, yeah, you know what? You you swayed me. I'm I'm on their side now. Good, because that's where I want you to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they sentenced her to death. So they sentenced her
0: to death. And then apparently a massive group of Athenian women including a few very high-born wives of the men who wanted Agnadyce dead, stormed the assembly, demanding that Agnadyce be released. According to Roman author... Because she's a good doctor. Because she's a good doctor. Yeah. According to Roman author Hygienus, who is the only person to have ever actually written about her, and therefore that's why there's some dispute over whether she existed. Um... Oh. Uh huh. The mob of Agnodice's supporters shouted, Your, You men are not spouses, but enemies, since you are condemning her who discovered health for us. If Agnodice were executed, they argued, then we shall all die with her. Mm-hmm. The enlightened Greek men heard the women's pleas, or, you know, f- feared their women would divorce them. Feared a Lysistrata situation. Uh huh. And they freed Agnodice. Instead of executing her or p- proclaiming her a witch, <laughs> which is what of which is what would have happened a millennium if she'd been born a millennium or so later, God, I stuttered over that whole thing. you sure did, but that's okay, I still understood you <laughs> blah, 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 blah. you know you know, yep, okay, thank you um, her medical and legal contemporaries agreed that she was indeed worthy of practicing medicine,
1: finally. And so- it I mean, w- they thought she was before. Yeah. They were jealous that she had more clients, but they were like, clearly, he's doing something right.
0: Right. So from that point on, until the fall of the Roman Empire, freeborn women could then legally study and practice medicine. Wee. As long as they treated only female patients.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean- Fine. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. It's something.
0: Um, so Agna Dicey's story has earned her the title of first female physician or first female gynecologist in many circles. Obviously the big question here is, did she actually exist? Right. The only surviving record of her story is attributed to Latin author Gaius Julius Hyginus, most of whose many treatises have been lost. What now survives are two abbreviated texts, fabulae, and poetical astronomy. I know. I like the names of those two abbreviated texts, which are so poorly written that most <laughs> scholars believe them to be a novice schoolboy's notes Aww. on Hyginus's treatises.
1: Hyginus's treatises. Uh-huh. That sounds like a children's show. I know.
0: The story of Agnadyce's cross-dressing and medical practice can be found in Fabulae and Compromises. Uh, and comprises, excuse me, no more than a single paragraph in Whoa. a section called "Inventors and Their Inventions." While some, what, yeah, while some scholars believe that this short record represents historical fact, or at least a legend built up around a real historical personage. Personage, that's a hard word. When you're drinking? Personage. Personage. There are many factors that would seem to disprove this theory. For example, her story contains key tropes, which were often present in ancient legends and stories, as I think we kind of mentioned as we were going through. Mm -hmm. Like her bold decision to remove her garments in order to expose her sex. Um, is a relatively frequent occurrence in ancient myths, so much so that archaeologists have unearthed a number of terracotta figurines, which appear to be dramatically disrobing.
1: Well, it makes me wonder, too, because if, theoretically, the crime of rape was less punishable than the crime of being a woman uh, practicing medicine— then why would she have revealed herself to be a woman? Unless it's like, oh, you're going to be tossed in prison with a bunch of dudes, and then she's like, I don't want that either.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. There's, like, just not enough information at all there. Yeah. It feels very myth-like in the way that it's – the reveal happens, and then it's sort of like, oh, and then women get the chance to practice medicine. Hooray! But then what
1: was – the catalyzing moment that women were able to become doctors. Yeah, if that's not real, then what is that? What? what Why is did actually... they decide to change their mind? Right.
0: Exactly. Um, Dicey's name itself also makes her story seem a little less realistic. When literally translated, the name means "chased before justice." Oh, whoa. (laughs) This practice of endowing a character with a name that points to some aspect of their story was very common in Greek myth and literature. Sure, 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 sure. Um, And of course, there is the fact that her story appears at all in Hygienus' fabulae. After all, fabulae means stories. The text describes... Like fables. Like fables. -hmm. Um, The text describes close to 300 myths and divine bloodlines, many of them extremely recognizable. It is essentially a collection of the Greek myths that any well-bred and cultured Roman student was expected to know. The very fact that Agnodice's tale is included in such a text places her more in the realm of legend than of fact. Um, uh, But her story was carried on. Um, The version we have, however, isn't even the original Latin one but a copy of a 4th or 5th century A.D. summary of that text. Wow. Yeah. And although there seems to be uh, other versions of this in circulation in the Middle Ages, that one source survived into the Renaissance in just one manuscript. All right. The gist gist is that Agnidice, her story may or may not be real. Her story has been passed down through a long, long time. And became really popular in the sixteenth century and Why well, did it
1: become popular in the sixteenth century?
0: Because somebody discovered hygienus' text and started like translating it and putting it in a lot of different places. Oh. And so it started getting more traction and printed and Hello. kitty. So yeah, that was Agna Dicey. She was Greek. So, let me tell you about a couple things on this day. On this day in history, what's today? September 12th. I, September 12th. Boom. I didn't curate these too much, so, you know, bear with me. No. Um, 1758, French astronomer Charles Messier mistakenly That's identifies a good
1: pronunciation. Huh? That was a good pronunciation.
0: He identified the Crab Nebula. Mistakenly identified the Crab Nebula.
1: So he was not as good <laughs> as What's Her Butt from two weeks ago. Yeah,
0: apparently not. I don't this, actually what's know. What's her name?
1: Scottish lady. Wil- Wilhelmina,
0: Wilhelmina Fleming. Fleming.
1: We all said it at the same time. <laughs> well done. And by we all said it at the same time, Ben went, what? <laughs>
0: we, we got there first. It's fine. We got the full name first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm not sure what mistakenly identifies the Crab Nebula means. Like, if he just, if he saw the Crab Nebula and thought it was something else.
1: Maybe. Or,
0: but anyway. No, it
1: has to be that.
0: Yeah. So that begins his Messier catalog, which apparently is a big deal in astronomy. All right. 1909, the world's first patent for synthetic rubber is granted to German chemist Fritz Hoffmann.
1: What's synthetic rubber? Isn't oh no, wow! I was just about to say, isn't rubber synthetic? No, it comes from trees. It comes from a
0: tree, a rubber tree. Nineteen fifty-eight, the U.S. Supreme Court orders the all-white Central High School in
1: Little Rock, Arkansas, to integrate. That was a good decision, but very fraught with a lot of bullshit for a long time. Yep, white people were very angry and and were very rude to black children who were like, "I'm going to go to school." Gosh, I just
0: want to learn things. Imagine. Imagine just wanting to learn some shit. Appropriate for Agna Dicey. Dicey. What's the two of chalice? Uh nineteen fifty-nine Luna two is launched by the USSR. It is the first spacecraft to have impact on the moon. Oh. This is interesting. In sixteen twenty-four, the first submarine is
1: publicly tested in London. 1624? Yeah, on the Thames. Would never want to be in that submarine. (laughs) Fuck no. I wouldn't want to be in a modern one. No! I would literally have a panic attack.
0: Yes, absolutely. 150%. 1910, the United States' first known female cop is appointed.
1: Wait, 1910?
0: 1910, Alice Stebbins Wells by the LAPD. Oh. Fascinating. My god, 1935 millionaire Howard Hughes flies his own designed plane. 1940 four teens following their dog down a hole near Lascaux,
1: Lascaux,
0: Lascaux. That's where they found the paintings
1: of Lascaux, right? They
0: discover the 17,000 year old drawings, now known as Lascaux cave paintings. I didn't find any interesting births and deaths, so I think that is it on this
1: day. In history. Thank you, Hannah. Deanna, what are you excited about? I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Thank you. Uh, it is September 12th, as we have stated, mm-hmm. um, that this episode drops anyway. Yeah. And on September 12th, I will be going home to Colorado for hey. a wedding of a very beloved friend, my best friend since seventh grade. Oh. And Seventh I'm, grade? We met on the first day of seventh grade, but we actually saw each other. <sighs> Uh, in line at registration like two weeks before school started. She was literally right behind me, but she was so shy. She was with her mom, so she was kind of like hiding behind her mom. Aww. But because I had seen her at registration, I knew she was new. But we met on the first day of school. Uh, I like ran up to her because I was energetic and extroverted. I still am, but I was more so when I was 12. Nope, I was 11. <laughs> and I was almost 12. And... uh I was just like, hi, I'm bored. I think the first thing I said was, I'm bored. Oh my god, that is classic. It was an icebreaker. Black Indiana. Icebreaker, icebreaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I asked her what her next <laughs> class was. And she said, banned. And I was like, me too. And it was all downhill from there. And I learned she lived, because you know the neighborhood that I lived in. You went to my mm-hmm. house. Yep. She literally lived like less than a block away, which is bizarre in that, you know, because I don't want to like name it. For whatever reason, to be on air. I don't, my parents don't even live there anymore. Rock Creek. Yeah. Rock Creek was huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I got lost in there all the fucking yeah, cause time. Yeah, because all the houses look the same. Yes. Yeah. And it's all like a maze. Yeah. But she lived right down the street from me. And so I, once I figured out that that's where she lived, I literally like went down to her house, you know, like kids used to do, knock on the door mm-hmm. and her brother opened the door because she was the youngest of five. And oh God. he was like 20, I think, at the time, 19 or 20. Jesus. So it was one of her older brothers. And I was like, hi, is Addie home? And and he goes, no. And he shut the door on me. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh. But anyway, she's my best friend. And she's getting married oh my God. this upcoming weekend. And I'm a bridesmaid. And I'm supposed to give the uh, maid of honor speech. All right. Even though I'm okay. technically not the maid of honor. All right. Her sister is. But her sister was like, uh, no. I don't want to. <laughs> She's like, I'm not giving a speech. <laughs> and so Sounds wrote, like me. I wrote it and I've edited it multiple times and we'll see how it goes. But anyway, I'm very excited. Yay! For the wedding.
0: Oh my gosh. How many years is that, you said? 18. 18 years.
1: Yeah, oh. It was the year 2000 that I met her oh. and became, basically, her family is my second family and vice versa. Like oh. she calls my mom mama, and yeah.
0: Oh my god! I know. Childhood friendship. Childhood friendship. T- we we F- are
1: technically childhood friends because yes, we were we like 14 when we met.
0: Facebook told me the other day that we've been Facebook friends for 12 years. Jesus. Which is not as long as we've been friends. No, but, that, but that's almost as long as we've been friends. The fact friends. that we've been on Facebook for 12 years is We've upsetting. been friends
1: for 16 years. Yeah. Oh my God, we've been friends for 16 years. <laughs> oh my God! Oh! We are so old! I know! Happy wedding, Addie! <laughs> which also is the same weekend as my 30th birthday. But! <gasps> which I'm also very excited <laughs> for. Tanks. oh my god
0: Tanks. we'll talk about it later yeah I'm excited for you though I'm gonna be
1: 30 you're gonna be 30 I'm really excited
0: yeah we're gonna talk about what being
1: 30 feels like as a team because uh-huh. you're already 30 Cause, shh don't tell I'm still one. in my 20s anyway uh, that's what I'm excited about I love
0: it I'm very excited for you, Thank you. I can't wait to hear what happens uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Classic we really appreciate Anna. it. We um we could use some new reviews. <laughs> no, that's true. We could. Yeah. So if anyone is,
1: you know, like hesitating and waiting. Yeah. Please just do it because we, we really won't. like it. Please don't hesitate anymore. Just go. No. Just go. All you have to do is go. I like it. I Five like stars. It. Done. Boom. Done and done. Submit. It's over. Yep. And
0: then we have more ratings, which helps us. Helps us find more listeners. Yep. So please do that. Um, if you have anything cool to tell us, email us. Email us, GWBBpodcast at gmail.com. Or DM us on Twitter. That's always good, too. We've had a few people do that. Um, we are at podcast on pretty much all social media. So just go Facebook, find us.
1: Instagram, Twitter, Gmail. Not LinkedIn, sorry.
0: Yeah, that's a weird place for us to tumblr
1: be- gw pod <laughs> yep
0: yep we're there .com. go
1: find us leave us reviews etc the end be our friends we love you thank you so much for listening like honestly this is my creative release and it's really nice that other people are part of it agreed boom yeah cheers
0: peace out witches bye-bye Bye. Thank you for listening to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Thank you for listening. (laughs) You can find us on iTunes, Google
1: Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, and more. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you like our podcast, it would be really helpful if you could please like and subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends on social media, word of mouth, Mm -hmm. all of that. It's
0: great. Yes, and you can find us on Twitter at GWBB Podcast.
1: Instagram is the same, and we are on Facebook under Good Witches, Bad Bitches Podcast. And hey, guess what? If you want to hear all of our episodes, they are all up at our website, gwbbpodcast.com. If you have a story about a woman in your life that you want to
0: share with us and that you want us to share on our podcast at some point, you can email us at GWBB at gmail.com.
1: Hey guys, you know what? If you like what you hear, maybe please consider a little bit of supporting us financially by visiting our tip jar. Um, the link is in the show notes. Every little bit helps. It just kind of makes it so that we can keep this going so that it has some longevity. So just think about it. See, see how you feel about it. Or you can support this podcast directly by buying us a coffee
0: on... Our Ko-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so that is ko-fi.com slash podcast. Um, coffee start three dollars because that's generally the price of a fancy coffee and it just helps us keep the ship going good witches bad bitches is produced by moon bounce and powered
1: by pinecast boom 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 thank you so much for listening thank you so much for listening